Red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry. Unique New York, unique New York, unique New York. Red Greetings EastEnders fans and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes broadcast between the 2nd and the 5th of October 2023. Hello there, hope you're well today. Uh, Joining me, and let me tell you, we're lucky she's here, unconscious. Re is here with me. Tell me all about what you were doing at four o'clock this morning, Re. Well, it started at 2am actually, Rob. 2am, my um. I was up with my toddler for three hours who felt like getting up because, you know, yellow. So, yeah, I've covered my bags up quite well. I <laughs> uh, shouldn't have pointed that out, actually. No, because now, now, now people will be looking yeah. for them. Yeah, no, bad idea. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's been a really fun morning and a fun night. And I'm just <laughs> so ready to talk about EastEnders because I'm yeah. so wide awake. You're wide, wide, wide awake. I mean, if there's any <laughs> consolation, my dog woke me up at six o'clock this morning wanting to be let out for a wee. I mean, it's not the same, but I didn't I didn't go back to sleep after 6am. And I've got a drive later, so that's going to be fun. Uh, so basically, yeah, good luck to both of us today. If we end up saying something like, Stacey goes into the Rovers, then please forgive us. All right, we'll get there. <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It may happen. It, may, it happen. may well happen. It may well happen. But what a week it's been. It's been a very, very, very good week. We have much to discuss. But first of all... New month, new Sharon. That is how it goes. It's the part of the podcast that all audio listeners love. <laughs> As we change from September Sharon to October Sharon. Oh, it's skinny Sharon. Skinny Ooh. Sharon. Ooh. That's a recent picture, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, but it didn't look that recent because the hair's different, but I could be wrong. I think that's a fairly recent picture. It's definitely, it's, this, this is definitely in the Clenshaw era, I feel. For sure. Oh, yeah, hang on. Yeah. Mm. Her hair just looks different. I don't remember that hairstyle. She look... Well, it's, it's it's not that recent because she's not in any of her sort of christening Lace numbers. Yeah, As if she's off to a wedding. But yeah. no, she, uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, October Sharon. We'll stick that on the wall in a moment. Right then, ladies and gents. Oh, my goodness. What a week it was. We didn't think this week was going to be as big as it turned out to be. But Simon Ashdown once again delivered. My God, did that man deliver. Uh, So let's get cracking on with this week's Albert Square After Dark. Right, hold your horses. Before we get to the big stuff, we have some uh, little mini stories that also occur during the week to get through first. And we'll start with Jay and Nadine. And by the end of the week, Callum. Now, it didn't really play too much uh, throughout the whole week until we got to the last episode of the week. Uh, Callum has discovered Nadine. Uh, now, I think that where do you think this is going to go with Callum? I like that Callum's the one that saw it because I feel like Callum needed more involvement in like the whole sort of trio parenting story. So this is interesting, I think. Would you reckon? I think he's going to keep it from Ben and it's obviously going to cause some rift between um, Callum and Ben. Rift between Ben and bring Callum. It up with Jay that at never happens. <laughs> Surely um, not. Alternatively, you know, they're both sharing the same hallucination, so nothing might come of it, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does this not put that to bed? Surely, unless yeah, you know, it gets, definitely. Unless it gets revealed that, like, through Callum's eyes, uh, Nadine is like a four-foot brunette with like 
<laughs> That'd like, be interesting, know. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to happen that way, though. Yeah, so Callum came face-to-face with Nadine this week. Uh, well, only because he bumped into her, literally, uh, as he was going to the tube station, covered her in coffee, and she immediately tried to drum up business. You can't knock her entrepreneurial skills, to be fair. Bold, didn't she? She might as well have players stood outside yeah. tube station, hadn't she? It was literally, the only time she she kind of backed off was when he said, I'm a policeman. He'd already told her that she he was yeah. married. He told her that he was gay. and uh, She wasn't bothered about either of those things. No, kind of applaud her. She knows she 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 knows how to drum some trade. Bless her. Mm. Um, but she uh, she does, and turns out she lives right next door to the tube station. I didn't realise this. That's what. That's what I was just about to say. Like. I'd they argue. look fancy next they to the station. Well, we've made out that she's she's earning quite a bit, though, isn't she? She's able to pay off her student loans and everything. And I tell you what, don't put too fine a point on it, but that's a good location for what she does. To be fair, isn't it? Well, this is what I was thinking, but the noise would be, oh, it'd drive me nuts, all noise from tube. I think you get used, I think you get used to that sort of thing, to be honest with you. I think, I do think you get used to it, but that's another matter. Uh, And I think it lowers the property values anyway, especially not in, especially not in London. Uh, But yeah, so Jay uh, is witnessed by Callum going into Nadine's flat. Now, I still, I think at this stage, there's still actually nothing sexual going on between them. I think he's just using her as a comfort blanket. You know, she wears the perfume and then he's able to sleep i think is effectively um but the problem is that he is starting to sort of miss out on stuff with lexi uh, and ben's getting annoyed about it uh so yeah i think as soon as ben finds out about this then it's all going to get a bit messy isn't it yeah just a bit but i don't think he's going to find i don't know we've not we've not seen much yet so i don't know how long it's going to take before ben actually finds out i don't know Mm. but yeah he's not going to be impressed i'm just scared that lexi's going to see him because now that callum's Mm. seen him Maybe Lexi will be the one who tells Ben and then it'll transpire that Callum already knew, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah, well, know. this this is going to be the thing that sort of is the main problem is Lexi, isn't it? Like, the, mm. anybody, if anything else was going on, they'd be like, do you know what? You you do you. If that's what you need to do to kind of get cope with your grief, it's, it might not be the most healthy thing you could do, but, you know, do that for now. But with Lexi being involved and the fact that she does literally look like Lola, uh, it's uh, mm. it makes it a little bit more complicated. So I'm pleased that Callum is involved in this because I've been saying for months now that Callum needs his own little branch. I mean, it's still connected to you know everything else that's going on. It's not necessarily his own story, which I do think he, he's crying out for. Uh, but I'm glad that he's involved. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how Callum deals with this. So yes, much to, I think more to that next week. Uh, so for now, that's that on uh, Nadine and Jay. Uh, we'll move on now to Whitney. <laughs> on to Whitney and Zach now. And they have been taken through to the next stage in their fostering sort of uh, wants and aspirations. Um, through to the next round, as though it's like the X Factor. I don't think I knew how fostering and stuff works. I didn't think it was like rounds. I thought you kind of just got accepted and then you sort of began the fostering process but fair play it should be quite a thorough process i I do agree with that um she had to go through uh, a little bit of a kind of inward thing to sort of uh, have this meeting with this woman who came around to uh, see how suitable whitney and zach were for the fostering program she had to talk about tony which was some which was some interesting stuff it was all themed around monday's episode which we'll talk about more when we get to the stacy story um the monday episode was very much sort of themed around um kind of what women have to go through when there's sick men around them. Um, and I, there was a little bit of me that kind of wondered whether Whitney's story, whether Whitney's segment in that maybe felt a little bit sort of 
I don't know if shoehorned is the right word, but sort of like was there just to make up the numbers for that for that section of the story. Bit, Do you know what I mean? A bit forced, a bit forced Maybe. to like Maybe. fit in with the theme of the episode. You mean? Yeah, like it was well done in itself, but I don't mm. know because it was it it was kind of presented as though this was something that Whitney. I mean, obviously, you know, this whole thing with we went on with Tony is never ever going to leave Whitney, but the way it was presented sort of felt like she was still kind of trying to process it and still trying to get over it which you kind of feel like Whitney had sort of moved on to the next kind of stage of her life away from it but you know it was I think maybe if last week we'd seen a little scene where Zach maybe said to her you know they might bring up Tony it wouldn't have yeah, felt as far that's true yeah we've not heard anything about him in such a long time it were a bit out of the blue for us weren't yeah because we've all forgotten about it but that don't mean that Whitney hasn't that no she, she never will day of course no. But yeah, I think it just felt a little bit random for us, didn't mm. it? Yeah, but in itself, it was very, very well done. I thought Shona McCarthy was mm. really, really good this week. It makes me gonna realize how much I'm gonna miss Whitney. When she I'm goes. a, I'm a huge Whitney fan. I'm, I'm gutted that she's going. I'm really, really, yeah. but I'm, I'm just constantly watching now to be like, how are they gonna write her out? Like, I, I have no idea at this stage because at the moment, at the mm. moment, Whitney seems to be kind of really, kind of happy that, she, that you know the fostering thing is going. So I don't get how she leaves at this point at all. It doesn't seem like there. I mean, obviously, we must be in some way on the road towards her exit, but I don't get. Mm how we get there from this point onwards at all the only thing i can think is there's time yet for zach to change his mind and said you know what i don't think this fostering malarkey is for me actually and then they go well i'm i still want to do it and then she just relocates mm. that's the only thing i can think i mean what do you think do you think maybe that like they might get a they might get a kid they might have start fostering someone and then it just turns out to be far too much for for either or both of them this is what I'm wondering, are they going to get to, you know, boot camp stage of this fostering <laughs> journey and, you know, yeah. Zach might go, actually, do you know what, now it's getting a bit more real. I don't think I can. I'm, I'm, not, in, I'm, not, in for the, I'm not in for the fame. You know what I mean? I don't, feel yeah, like I, I don't think yeah. I can handle this process. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. I like, you know, fostering isn't something that we see on soaps all that often. I think the last time that we saw fostering in EastEnders was probably when the, uh, do you remember the, uh, was it Miriam and her husband? I can't remember what I can't remember. It was, uh, you know, it was um, Masood's aunt and uncle from years, from oh, quite a few years yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah I liked yeah, them. Yeah. It was a shame, it's a shame that I, but I think that's the last time Marian. it was really, Mariam. That was it. Yes, Mariam. Yeah. See, sideness. I told you it's kicking in. Uh, but I, I really liked them. And I thought it was a shame that we didn't see more of the fostering process. Mm. But then to be fair, it's not like we're going to see a huge amount of the fostering process here because we know that Whitney's leaving. So it's 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 kind of a shame in that regard. But yeah, I still I can't think how Whitney's gonna go at this stage. Maybe, like you say, it might just prove to be a little bit too much for Zach and a little bit or a little bit too much for Whitney. Because Zach at first wasn't keen on this idea at all. So maybe no. that might rear its head again at some point. It's interesting that now they know that she's leaving, that they've decided to go down this route with her as well. So it must be related mm. to this that she's leaving. Yeah. Because otherwise, why do it? Why do it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm. I don't think they're going to kill Whitney off. That would be insane to kill Whitney off. So I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. I think I'm pretty I... sure they're not. I've, uh, I've Yeah. No. A little spoiler, but I think I've seen something, whether it's true. Oh. oh. Can, I, can I? Go on then. You say it. Yeah. You've spoiler. Spoiler. Yes. I saw, tic- siren. I, saw- <laughs> I saw a TikTok with Shona McGarty on. Oh, Has yes. anyone ever seen that there's quite a few fans who like hang around outside the studio and do videos yeah. and stuff? Security Pete, he's the guy. Yeah. Um, and there's a video with Shona driving and someone said, 
are you being killed off? And she said, no, I'm, I can confirm I'm not being killed off. Oh, well, that's good. Mm. But I bet she Whether that's to, true. I bet she wasn't supposed to do that, but that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone else has seen this and I'm not making it up and, and you, like, I dreamt, dreamt about this it or something. In, like, a I'm <laughs> in a hallucinogenic, sleep-deprived <laughs> moment. You've just dreamt of this moment about Shona McCarthy. <laughs> no, I definitely saw that, yeah. So anyway, yeah. as far as I know, she's not being killed off, which is no, that's great. That's good. Um, but yeah, you know... As, as much as maybe, you know, Monday did feel maybe a little bit odd, I thought the scenes itself were really, really good. I love Zach and Whitney together. Again, this is something else that's kind of makes you sad, that Zach and Whitney mm. are really, really well suited. So again, it's going to be sort of tearing this really nice to watch couple apart, which is which is quite sad. The one thing I would say is that it does kind of open the door for more Zach material that he can then branch off to the rest of the square once Whitney's disappeared. Obviously, we know that Sam's coming back, and those two were quite well suited. So it's not uh, like Zach's. Yeah. It's not like Zach's going to be devoid of options. But yeah, it's going to be a shame to sort of lose Zach and Whitney. Zitney, <laughs> whack. Zitney, <laughs> whack. I quite like whack. Whackney. Whackney, yeah, I, I quite like I quite like Whackney. Oh, that should do. Right then, I mean, do let us know in the comment section below any theories about how you feel that Whitney might be leaving. We don't think she's going to be killed off because re hallucinated a TikTok video. However, <laughs> uh, please let us know in the comment section below how you think Whitney might be going. Final story before we get to the Stacey, Theo and Freddie extravaganza. Uh, and that is Kathy and Rocky and a bit of Sonia and Reese Fronin as well. Not a huge amount to discuss here, apart from the fact that maybe a few little seeds are being set. We get the impression that Rocky is doing a little bit of gambling because he's worried about the money that is coming, which kind of fuels more, literally fuels the fire. Uh, that Rocky may well be looking for a little bit of an insurance jobby sometime soon, which you think. I think it's pretty much obvious that's where it's going to go now isn't it yeah yeah, yeah I think it's safe to be. assume that Rocky's going to set fire to the cafe at some point for mm. an insurance job and I mean Kathy piled pressure on a bit didn't didn't she you know he tried to do something nice get her a little takeaway you know spice yeah. things up a little bit literally you know you get, she weren't you, keen you, were, she, you kind of get the feeling that Kathy and Rocky were on a little bit of rocky ground at the rocky, moment yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, because obviously they're still living with Sonia and Reese, and that's not going well because Sonia and Reese are keep practicing their uh, their instruments, so to speak. Uh, in the and that's room. not a euphemism. It's not an instrument. They're still they're doing a brass band, uh, kind of. It seems like every day in the living room, and they haven't even really got to the point where they're going much beyond "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." Is what they were playing at one point, which is literally like one of the first songs that you learn. I think when you're playing any musical instrument in the world, apart from the triangle, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yes. Uh, so that's not going well. So I think that Kathy is kind of wanting to move, but they obviously can't afford to go anywhere else at the moment. Um, meanwhile, Sonia and Reese went for all their first sort of IVF appointments, sort of tested to see if it worked, didn't work out. So Reese is going to have to fork out some more money for that. So that's kind of still going mm. on in the background. I do wonder how much, how far they're going to get into that before the truth comes out. I'm wondering, I would have liked to have seen why it didn't work and whether they're going to expand just a little bit on that next week as to what well, they sort of did that exactly last week. didn't work. They did that last week, didn't they? Because they said that there was only going to be a 40% at the most chance of success every single time. So I think that sort of covered it. But which week. bit didn't work? The egg retrieval? The show did on the egg retrieval? <laughs> it just or didn't was work. It the... <laughs> I don't if know. Will, if you're going to do it, let us just... just... Just let us know like which bit it was that didn't work. I'm just it's, I'm just interested. I'm invested I think, now. 
I think it sounds like you didn't want you didn't want to know last week. You've changed your mind now. Well, you? I wanted them to, you know, give me some more info. That's they were why. giving you loads of info last week, and you weren't interested then. Now you've changed <laughs> your mind. Honestly, um, sorry, but, I, you no, can't win with me. No, you can't. Uh, I've been trying for years, and it never, and it's never, it's never worked since. I don't know why I'm bothering to start now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's all kind of going on. I like I say, I yeah. wonder when. Uh, I th- I feel like the most dramatic way of doing this would be that Sonia eventually gets pregnant, and then the truth comes out, and Sonia's sort of left with the situation of what the hell do I do now? Yeah. But I don't know whether they. It depends. It depends how like, how lucky they're going to get, how unlucky they're going to get as to how is as to whether it actually works or not. Because the chances aren't great, like under half. So I mean, I know this is soap, and someone like Sharon is walking around. Who I read right, Sharon. So obviously she had um an infection down there years ago because of the uh, abortion that she had, and then because of her age. As Matt, I saw a magazine that said that literally because of Sharon's age and the infection that she'd had down below, she should have been able, she should have been at about a 0.001% chance of getting pregnant with Albie and even Dennis, to be fair. Uh, but, you know, she knocked the odds out of the park. So anything's possible with maternity in Walford. Anyone can get pregnant. Well, you know, the chance, chances are irrelevant in some, in some cases. Sonia should have been sat there. At that at that consultation table, and said, "Uh, you want to meet my mate Sharon? If you're going to start throwing statistics at me, yeah. I'm interested in your statistics. Yeah. Anything's possible. It's fine." Um, so yeah, Kathy and Rocky. I think we're just going to slow because Rocky's starting gambling a bit more. He's getting desperate mm. for some money, isn't he? So that's interesting. Yes, mm. uh, I wonder where that's going to go. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Right, so that's about it for that. So again, all of that, all of those little stories, I think we're sort of planting seeds to what's to come next week or over the coming weeks, yeah. sort of just to fill the time. Um, and the main spectacle of the week is what we are finally going to start talking about now. And that is Stacy, Theo and Freddie. Right then, ladies and gents, on to the big story of the week. And it was so big, I thought that this was going to be the only story of the week. Oh, mind-blowing. Oh, Like, what madness. So. We were expecting it, Rob. No, I wasn't expecting it to be anywhere near as big as it turned out to be. I really, really wasn't. It was mental. Um, So we start on Monday's episode. The court case has arrived. um, Mm. And I don't think there was anybody that was surprised with the way it turned out really is you know i don't think anyone was expecting theo to lose the case don't think it was surprising except for Stacey and, yeah and yeah except Stacey. but even that i think it was sort of like more hoping than thinking it was going to yeah. work it was going to work Wishful. out it's, it's war for police do you know what i mean the gathering of evidence was never going to impress anybody although you kind of feel that that's probably representative of how a lot of these cases kind of play out Oh, 100%. I think the, there wasn't any concrete evidence, so to speak, was there? Mm. And I was I was impressed that the detective sergeant had Stacey's back so much and that he were actually taking his side. That, that, police, that police detective, sergeant-type person, I don't think we've ever seen anybody quite as good as Wolf, in Warford Police as that bloke. He just clearly doesn't belong in Warford Police. He wants to be moved up to Scotland Yard or something, that guy. I tell you, he was really, he, really good. I was surprised at how much he had a back because... Really, the evidence weren't, you know, concrete, which is why obviously they didn't get the SPO. But he was saying it all like, "Come on, it's in front of you." Like, yeah, but yeah. Mm. Well, he was dealing more with the emotional aspects of it and sort of the emotional mm. turmoil that Stacey's going through. And unfortunately, 
he was saying he was telling it to this dinosaur of a judge who mm-hmm. you kind of knew straight away right you are you have got a preconceived idea about what somebody who does cam work is going to be like what they yeah. are opening themselves up for you're basically this is going to be the sort of bloke that kind of thinks well if you don't cam work then you're there's no then you've you've consented to all of this you're there's asking no, for it yeah not you're asking that for that's it what, but that's no, what but that's probably that's yeah. probably that would have been his frame of mind because he even turned around to, at mm-hmm. the end and called it a waste of time and a waste yeah, of police yeah. work which was just mm. like incredible considering what Stacey's gone through to be told everything that she's complained about was a complete and utter waste of police time. Madness. Oh yeah. And it was like, Oh, well you've already ruined his career. So you've done enough now. So that's, that's yeah. enough. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Right. Well, he's still living next door to her, but you know, detective sergeant said she can't even open the curtains. Like, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the madness of it. And it's not even ruined his career because now he's been found innocent He's, yeah. he's, you know, the school's like, oh, all right, fair play, come back then, which mm. is just absolute madness. It's, I mean, but like I say, probably completely and utterly relatable to a lot of women that have had this these sort of stalking problems. I think actually, in hindsight, the whole camera work thing and the way that they've sort of brought Theo in and the way that that's all sort of played out, it's actually been really quite clever, hasn't it? The way mm. that it's all sort of played out over quite a long period of time, like all of this goes all the way back when Freddie just wanted to confront a teacher that had bullied him a bit at school. And you forget that about Theo, I think, that we forgot that side of Theo because for a little bit he was just sort of sort of this sort of affable, slightly awkward guy who were like, oh no, he's all right, really. Clearly he was just having a bad time with Freddie. But you forget about the fact that this is a guy who will bully and belittle and manipulate. Uh, and it's sort of slowly been drip fed into the story as as time has gone on. It's actually been a really, really strong story, I think. There's been moments where you've been sort of like, oh come on, Stacey. But at the same time, you're almost sort of leaning into victim blaming ever so slightly there, because it's kind of like, well, that's how these people work. They sort of walk into these people's lives and make them believe that they're okay to be around. Even if to everybody else, it's ridiculously obvious what's going on. As long as it's not obvious to the victim, then that's irrelevant. You know, it's, it's, I think, it's interesting. I think we mentioned before she was just so desperate to have somebody tutor Lily and make sure mm. she didn't lose out on school that somebody coming along and saying, I'll do it for free, she'll like, yeah, yeah. Done. that's one less thing to worry about next. What's next thing? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it were very, it were a very hard watch though, didn't you think? In the oh yes. When they and were it... destroying Stacey's character and like mm. we said, basically saying she were asking for it in a yeah. way. And like we said with the Whitney storyline, it all sort of was based around women. And mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, women have to deal with this on a fairly regular basis. Um, so, I mean, it was that's an interesting theme, right? And it's a perfectly correct message. I saw a little bit of traction online with a few people saying, a few men, obviously, uh, saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting a bit bored of seeing all men are, all men are bad narrative going on, which... Oh, are you? Yeah, I mean, we're talking here as a man and a woman doing this, which is kind of helpful in the podcast scenario. Like, this is quite good that we've kind of got that both perspectives on it. I sort of get that in a way because it's very easy to see on to look on Twitter and find so many threads everywhere saying, "Oh, why are all men like this? And why are all men doing this? And why are all men like that?" And it's sort of like we're not all like that, okay? And I think the episode did an all right job in sort of saying, "Well, actually." They're not all like that because look at Zach, look at Martin, look at Freddie. You know, there's some men that are perfectly great people. Well, to be fair, I kind of understand that point at the start because mm. when Stacey was talking to Charlie before the court case and we had a little voiceover, 
she was saying, you know, there's very bad men out there. But then she did say, you know, but they're not all bad. And we have to look after the good men there because they look after, we all look after each other. So I think that it was quite well balanced when, when she started saying that mm. bit. So, and I think for men to say, oh, no, no, this, and like, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. People mm. need to know. If anything, it's opening up the discussion for you to think about, you know. Your behaviour. Think that. Things that men do, yeah, exactly. I know. Sorry, from my point of view, I think it's a really important topic to bring up. Mm, yeah, no, well, you would say that as a I'm woman. Not, wouldn't not you even, would say that. Well, as a woman. I'm not even going to mention the latest <laughs> politics that's gone on. Oh our well, I mean, Rishi well, Sunak's latest speech. I mean, but anyway. actually, yeah. To be fair, I mean, what a week we've had outside of East Ends to sort of perfectly demonstrate what this story when I was actually trying to tell us this week. I mean, everything that was going on with Lawrence Fox. Thank you very much for illustrating that. You know, like the fact that. Men, there are some men that just see women as nothing other than sort of sexual objects and, you know, or like their their only sort of credible source is how, and I quote, shaggable they are. You know, that's yeah. still, that's going on. It's like, and so you wonder why men are getting this, are getting kicked about this all the time. Like, it's, it's a thing, like, open see, your eyes. I was, I was, I was actually thinking, can you imagine if this was the other way around? So imagine that it was a male trying mm. to get, the restraint the spo against a female yeah the female would be getting painted as being quote a bunny boiler boiler, right wouldn't Mm. she and i think it'd be very different if it was the Mm. other way around and i think that the i don't i could be wrong but i could just imagine if it was the other way around that the woman would be getting into a lot more trouble than the man is Mm. because they've painted stacy into almost a hysterical character yeah saying you know she's got children with three different fathers she's done i can't believe they brought that up yeah, yeah, that was so, mad. I just, yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah, yeah I think it's... it's... But there was an interesting segment to this as well, because obviously Monday's episode was written by Jessica Barnes, a woman, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, and like I say, I thought Monday's episode was really, really well written and constructed. Like, yeah, maybe like I say, you know, the Whitney stuff might have felt a little bit sort of put in just yeah. to kind of complete the theme of the episode, but that's irrelevant. Um, but... What was interesting was then what happened on the next episode, because Freddie uh, came face to face with Graham again. Um, Really amazing twist, by the way. I didn't see this coming at all. Some people did. I didn't see the um, Theo being Graham twist coming at all. I was stunned by the end of Monday's episode. Oh, no. uh, 100% as soon as he said he had a message from Graham, I went, that's obviously Theo. How? I didn't see that. Because they built built it up last week, we were pretending to be Bradley, and then pretending to be... So I thought... I did, I did think, as soon as he got a Facebook thing, it was a social media friend request and a message. Oh, it's obviously Theo. I thought mm. that was quite obvious. Personally. Went over my head completely. I didn't see that coming at all. So I got quite a satisfying duff duff on Monday because I was like, oh! Ah! Yeah. And then everyone else was kind of... Because I, I even said on Twitter, oh my God, you won't see the ending coming. And people were like, uh, how did you not really? see that coming? I was like, all right, God. God. Um, but yeah, what was interesting was uh, obviously that everything was going on with Freddie. He came face to face with Graham again and he was kind of revisiting all those things of like, oh God, what if I turn into my dad? What if I t- what if, what if I'm becoming like him? Then he's in Peggy's and he gets accused of grope a, a false accusation. He gets a false accusation of groping of being groped by this woman. Now, where were you on the of everything that was being said and the theme of the episode on Monday, written by a woman? And then, obviously, Tuesday and Wednesday were written by Simon Ashdown, a man. And then we so we went from the stories that were being discussed on Monday's episode with about men and women. And then on Tuesday's episode, we saw a fault accusation of groping by a woman. 
Like that was I don't, I wasn't I I don't know whether mm. I felt it. I thought it was felt maybe a little bit clumsy compared to like next to the message that we were getting on Monday, or whether it was actually deliberate and was just literally just supposed to evoke all sorts of discussions and showing that it's not all as black and white as it's as it as that. I think it was more a device to show that Freddie had had such a bad night and being accused of something similar. Yeah, like so it wasn't. But you're right. It was a clumsy thing to do after the message that he's sending out on Monday that a woman's wrongly. <laughs> Having said that, right, Freddie didn't intend to grow up or anything. No, not at all. But you've got a drunk woman in a club. He, I did notice he grabbed her, you know, like on the waist to stop her from falling. It wasn't Yeah, it was all he's, no, it that was all he genuine, did, yeah. But, yeah. you know, maybe a drunk woman who's used to maybe getting touched in a club, because it does happen, right, honestly. Oh, I know it happens. People might think, oh, I know it happens. Maybe she did genuinely think... Because in her state, maybe she did genuinely think that, which is why Freddie was like, oh, my God, I'm not like that. Yeah. But in fairness, if somebody did turn around and said, that's not what I meant to do, you know, and uh. you can you can tell when someone's genuine or not, I think. But, yeah, I'd, it, it was a bit clumsy. I agree with what you're saying. Well, what was interesting as well was then when he went and spoke to Stacey about it, Stacey was coming mm. up and turning around to him and saying, well, you must have made, you must have done something. You must have tried to make her feel uncomfortable in some way. Even though mm. she knows Freddie, she knows that he would never do anything like that. It didn't occur to her for a second that the woman had made it up or had been sort of trying to cause problems or was kind of short. Because that, which again was something that I found kind of, I don't know what the word is, but it was sort of, I, I, I didn't know whether the two episodes and the two sort of, scenarios gelled that well in what they were trying i don't know they could have maybe just had a different scenario where it weren't to do with a woman that would have been enough to have got freddie worked up about something i know exactly what you're saying and i can't think of the word for it mm. i understand why stacy said that in her position had she not just gone through what she'd gone through in court she probably would have said oh that's not very fair that somebody's accused you i know you i know that you're not that kind of guy but because yeah. of what she'd had going on i mean yeah her instinct was well. to go i'm sticking yeah. up for the woman because of course of women getting you know i get that and i get that completely mm. you know and he also had anna with him at the time he was like what are you mm. on about <laughs> you slapper which you know <laughs> he won't go near a slapper like you i love that oh yeah yeah uh so you know he had he, he did have a female sort of branch of support with him that knew what had happened and knew that mm. he, but yeah. And yeah, I think that was the thing that because Stacey was obviously going through what she was going through, she was hypersensitive to anything like that. So maybe she sort of was kind of, it, 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 she was just in that headspace rather than sort of looking at the person in front of her and going, well, of course you didn't do that, you know, but it was, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether everything they were trying to do there landed necessarily in the sense of, what whether it worked well together or even if they were supposed to be considered as a whole you know mm. it's it's i know I what know. you said i think like i say it was more a, a device so that we could see that freddie were getting accused yeah. and it, it's not into this fear I mean, that, that was, he might yeah. be like his dad maybe we should have seen this girl beforehand rather than that one little thing and seen that she had genuinely got touched mm. up by someone prior to it or something and there were a bit of context to her reaction then Otherwise, it did seem a bit misplaced with the message mm. that they're trying to send, definitely. Because there are girls, you know, let's not pretend there are girls out there who kind of quite like causing trouble like that. You know, I've I've seen, I've had friends accused of situations like that who I know as well as Freddie wouldn't do something like that, you know, and they've got their sort of big, pretty mm. much exactly how this played out. They've got their big meathead boyfriend to cause trouble and clearly just enjoyed the situation that they've created. That does happen, okay. But it's... 
it's just it, yeah, it's just interesting because the fact that it was Freddie who we know wouldn't would it's he's the last, especially seeing as though what he was thinking about at the time. Of course, he's not about to just go and do something like that. It was just I don't know. It was interesting, but like you say, it was basically just being used as a device to sort of mess Freddie up a little bit more because he was so terrified about turning into his dad. Then when he had instantly had an accusation thrown at him, that sort of pushed him a bit further off the rails. So that by the time he ended up in Stacy's kitchen, he was in one hell of a state. Now then, Stacy and Theo stuff at that, at that, by that point, my God. Now, I saw a few people kind of kicking off online about the bit where Stacy wanted to be on her own. And I sort of got that. I got that she wanted to be on her own to sort of do something normal. I understood that. That didn't, that didn't strike me as odd whatsoever. Well, I get, I get why people be saying it because were it really a good time to leave her on her own? Clearly not. Well, no. But I get but... it that she wanted her own space. Totally, I understand. But people were she... reluctant to leave her. Yeah. You know, she she was kind of mm. like, no, I no, because they were all like, no, of course we're not going to go into cats. Of course we're not going to leave. She was like, no, just go. I'm fine. Just let me be on my own and do something normal like ironing. Ironing uh, for a moment. I didn't see it coming at all. Fantastic. Did not see that coming. No. Um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of got it. I kind of get what, well, you know, a lot of the doors, everything will be fine. I just want to sort of eat a pizza and watch the telly and just sort of forget that today happened. You know, I saw, I got it. It, just, it made sense to me, I suppose. It would have probably been on the condition that you have your phone next to you at all times, oh, yeah. just in case, rather yeah. than on charging kitchen. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you say. Oh, yeah. She should be allowed to be on her own, but clearly she wasn't safe to be on well, her own, was she? Um, she certainly he'd wasn't. already broken into house before. Well, not broken, you know. Got let, access let himself in. in. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he uh, ended up going through a window, uh, and just suddenly—I mean, the, the terror that must have gone through Stacey at that moment when she walked in. She thought everything was locked up. She thought she was safe, and then she just walked into the kitchen, and he's just standing there, like. Well, do you remember me saying last week that I was a little bit confused? where Theo's mind was at with all this and whether mm. he thought it was reciprocated or not in his head. Yeah. And he clearly does still think that it's been a lover's tiff and it's all just a huge misunderstanding and that the, you know, this Romeo and Juliet and, you know, I'll forgive you, Stacey, for what you've done today with the court case and the job, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So then before he went and broke in, didn't he? They had that little altercation in the square where Stacey yeah, went, Yeah, that was good. Oh, no. Yeah, that way. Honestly, as soon as that bit were on, I was like, something's going to happen. I yeah. can tell with camera shots. Yeah, because so like, she pushed him. She'd pushed him too far. I mean, this mm. is the thing. Get Simon Ashdown writing material for Lacey Turner, and you've got fire. Like honestly, the pair of them just are the alchemy between Simon Ashdown's writing and Lacey Turner's acting. Because Simon Ashdown is like oh, clearly a massive fan of Stacey. Like he was instrumental in a lot of Stacey's biggest stories. You know, who killed Archie, the bipolar stuff, the Max and Stacey affair. Like he he's basically been there as sort of the key writer for a lot of her journey. So he knows Stacey inside out. He knows how to make her talk. And now he's even got the great opportunity of being able to do it further with Lily, who also mm. had a fantastic week. Like Lily stuff was brilliant where she had a go at Theo and she was, you know, worrying about how good a mum she was going to be and getting straight. I mean, the night you had last night, you could probably relate to what Lily was going through this week, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Honestly, 13, I, don't, I just can't imagine it. Yeah. Can't imagine it at all. No yeah. madness, but yeah. So we lead up to Stacy and Theo being in the kitchen together, uh, and no other way to put it, Theo tries to rape her. 
like it's and it's sort of the way that it was kind of built and sort of it's that classic thing that Simon Ashton always always managed to do so well like he is the master of sort of just slow burning tension and sort of getting to the peak of the episode and so the, by the end of the episode you're like oh, like you're on the edge of your seat about to fall off it it's just I, amazing my heart was pounding in my mm. chest the entire time I was like this is it. I, I, I remember thinking in my head, we kept saying, no, I can't do out worse. Why didn't I think, like, <laughs> the most right. obvious, yeah. the worst thing they could try and do? Yeah. yeah, all that. And the thing yeah. is, I didn't know how it was going to end either. Because, uh, you know, when he was no. getting, when he was, when it became obvious what he was about to do, it was kind of like, how does he get, how does she get out of this? Are they actually going to mm. have Stacey get raped again? Oh my God. Like, yeah, it, that's it, what I thought. That, it genuinely, it genuinely landed in my head that, oh my God, Stacey's going to get raped again. Like, that, it, there wasn't a moment, there was a small moment where I didn't see Freddie bursting in. Um, but when Freddie did burst in, my Lord almighty. Well, when like, he was just shouting, Stace, Stace, yeah. Stace, when he first got in, I was like, the go to the kitchen. kitchen. Sorry, I thought then, but oh my God, <laughs> go to the kitchen. But then when he walks in, I mean, again, you could sort of see the, the I thought that there was, it wasn't made of a huge amount of thing, but you could sort of see that initial sort of relationship that I spoke of earlier between Freddie and Theo sort of seemed to come to the front there quite a lot as well. Uh, but then, you know, with Theo being a bully and sort of talking down to Freddie and everything, um, Freddie punches him, Theo punches him back. It was all kind of ridiculous. And then, um, even, even when Freddie's put, punched him, Theo's punched him back, he's like, Freddie, she wants it. It's like, you're going to do it in front of him. I guess that's... You're advancing towards yeah, her. What, what, what are you doing? Madness. Absolute madness. And then Freddie grabs the iron. I, I didn't even register the iron. I really, really didn't. It, no, even same. when the iron was sat there for the entire scene, I was kind of like, right, clearly Freddie... I'd worked out that Freddie was going to do something bad to Theo when he was in the kitchen. I was like, okay, so that's going to be the duff-duff. But I still didn't register the iron until he grabbed it. And then it took me a second to sort of work out the significance of the iron. And I was like, oh, you clever bastards, EastEnders. <laughs> like, stand up and applaud. Like, I thought um, as soon as he picked iron up, I was like, no... Don't no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just straight away. Brilliant. Per perfectly done. It was fantastic. Really, really, really clever. And didn't feel forced because sometimes those no. parallel those parallel moments can you sort of like you sort of almost roll your eyes and think, all right, yeah, you had your little yeah, very good. Well done. But this it it worked perfectly. It was so, so clever the way it was done. And he proper went for him, just like Mo did with Trevor. You know, I watched that clip again this week. And, it, you know, you sort of remember Mo kind of whacking Trevor with the iron maybe a couple of times. But actually, she full on goes for it. Like once he's on the floor and sort of clearly isn't moving that much, he makes a little movement and she goes for him again and whacks him into the floor with it. <laughs> it's just as Freddie was doing with Theo, which is just really, really well paralleled. Very, very, very mm -hmm. good. Great stuff. But did he lose it, Rob? I think he did lose it. I think he lost it. And he scared himself as well, which was interesting. We've seen mm. Freddy kind of go a little bit off the rails a little bit when he gets drunk. So maybe Freddy should not get drunk. <laughs> so I think that's well, maybe something he should make a note of himself for, possibly. He maybe shouldn't get drunk in that state that he was in before. We were already so upset. What a great idea, Anna. I think you need a drink. Yeah, that's clearly what Freddy needs right now when he's like so upset, like. I don't Come think on. she thought she was gonna. He was gonna nearly kill someone well, with an iron, though. To be fair. Well, no, I don't think any of us thought that. To be no. fair. 
But no. yeah, it was quite the duff duff. I was sat on the edge of my seat. Mm. But then I thought, you sent when me a picture. Went... You sent me another picture, didn't you? Of yourself looking all gobsmacked. Really, that episode. <laughs> yes, it I was. was. <laughs> Mate, honestly, I could yeah. not believe it. But then I thought Stacey had a bit of cheek at end to go, Freddie, what, what have you done? What have you done? Like, what do you do that for? Do you realise how hard it is to get blood out of a cut out of a lino? For God's sake, what's the matter with you? Uh, I mean, but then obviously, obviously we're going to yeah. we're going to the next episode. Um, and this is where I kind of got because Eve turns up and Eve was the mm-hmm. perfect solution to everything that was going. Eve was the perfect person to turn up at that moment. You know, you kind of well, as soon as Eve walked in, you there was a side of you kind of thought, oh, it's going to be fine. Eve's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's fine. Eve will know what to do. Eve's absolutely fine. Perfect person to walk in. So did you get a bit confused as to what they were actually trying to create here? with the wrench uh, uh, and everything, because actually what they did was tell the, the truth until they got to the part where Theo had a wrench was essentially, you know, they just added the wrench to what had, what had actually happened. I mean, I don't understand why Eve agreed to that being a good idea. Obviously Eve on the previous episode had seen what state Freddie were in before. So she could understand why he went off the way that he did. Yeah. But then to suggest, oh, yeah, well, if we had a weapon, it's more self-defence. Eve's a lawyer. Who are we to say, actually, yeah. she knows that he would have got off okay, more Eve. because there were a weapon involved. Yeah. But I think the fact that he were about to attack Stacey, you know, about to rape her, and then mm-hmm. still seemed like he were going to do it in front of Freddie, to be honest. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. He's is that not enough it. for him to have? I mean, Unhinged. obviously, he carried on a bit. Yeah, but even with a even though he had a wrench in his hand and he carried on, like I don't think there were any need to involve a wrench. I don't. I think what they were doing. I think they overcomplicated it. They they over yeah maybe I think I think that's what they probably ended up doing, and I think that's Mm. where they tripped themselves up because I think what they were doing was trying because they had because in their minds I think what they were saying that like they'd already had a judge turn around to Stacey and go, "You've wasted police time. You've brought this whole completely on yourself because you've got three kids with three different fathers. So get out of my courtroom." So they had that in Stacey's mind for a start. Okay, so the police are clearly just going to think that I got angry and battered them one. So we need to avoid that. Um, and then, of course, the fact that Freddie was clearly going through some stuff and I got drunk and I clearly gone a bit too far with it. I think they thought that the wrench would kind of strengthen their story. Yeah, of course. I understand I think... mm. the panicked panicked yeah, reason that's what it was it was it. blind panic yeah. i think that got them to that point wasn't it just absolute mm. blind panic um there was a little moment where stacy uh was going to go into theo's house i thought that she was going to go into her going go into his flat and just discover a shrine to herself or something yeah. like same. which same. yeah might have been a little bit cliched because that's sort of the stalker sort of room one like stalker 101 you know but i felt like they could have earned it i thought like that could have been quite an effective moment but what she actually did was go into his car um, and find her underwear, find her perfume that he stole all those weeks ago, which, again, can you imagine? Can you imagine finding that when, when you know they're so yours? So grim. Gross. So grim. Yeah. I mean, he deserved it. Sorry. He did. Yeah, he did. He had it coming. He had it coming. Um, so the, the the ambulance and the police eventually turn up after they've sort of done everything with the wrench and sort of like Eve's sort of been told to get out because you can't go back to prison. So he's sort of like, right, okay, I'm leaving this they in your went... hands. Don't let me down. Performance heads on people. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> there was some very, I really enjoyed that performance between Eve and Stacey and showing mm. how, no, you're not going out. Well, I'm not letting you do that. Yeah. Well, I'm not letting you yeah. do that. Well, someone get on with it because he's going to die on the floor. So someone do something. <laughs> and the ambulance men are knocking on the door. Someone let them in and get <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, that it, was but ready, it, it? 
it was it was great though because like again edge of your seat for the entire time it's like how the hell is this all going to play out it was it was so 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 well done um freddy kind of falls apart and ends up getting himself arrested for attempted murder so really the whole thing was utterly pointless <laughs> It was they still arrested Freddie. They may as well have put well, Theo's body in the wheelie bin for all the good it did them. Yes, yes, and no, though, because he, he got arrested for that initially, because obviously then they had to do further investigation with like yeah. getting the statements and stuff. You were always going to get arrested for that once he did yeah, it. Absolutely. Part, Richie but... saved the day. I, know what I, don't you're think she, I don't think Richie did save the day, but Richie was the perfect person to go down and deal with everything. As soon as you saw that Phil was watching the proceedings, yeah. and you remember. Right. I mean, let's let's be honest, this one thing that Cat married to Phil has got them. It means that the Slaters have got Richie at their disposal whenever they want her. So that's that's brilliant. That's going to sort them out mm-hmm. for the next few years. Um, it's always nice to see Richie as well. Love Richie. I want that woman to have us to have her own Duff Duff one day because she's never had one, and I think she deserves one after all these years of loyal service as a B character. Give Richie. What a was Duff. the um? What was the lawyer called before Richie? He had a male guy. Didn't Marcus he? Marcus Christie. Marcus Marcus mm, Marcus Christie. Christie yeah. Yes. Um. So, yeah, Freddie ends up getting released on bail. And so Jean instantly decides, right, well, you, know, you need to go see Little Mo. You need to go stay with Little Mo while this all sort of the dust settles on this. Because uh, we don't know whether Theo is actually going to be alive by the time you get back. So you just you just go and see Little Mo. Um, we're not going to see Little Mo at any point during this, are we? No, that's what I, I wondered. I, uh, do you know what? In my head this week, I'm like, she's going to come back for Christmas, right? She's going to be the seventh one. It's going to be yeah. Graham on the floor, right? Yeah. It's going to be Little Mo. Maybe she'd get an eye in. No, I didn't think that. But I, I did have it in my head. Yeah, she's going to... No, got no chance of her coming back now. I just... No. Obviously, we know why Freddie's been written out, don't we? Oh, yeah, because Freddie's going to go... Life, Bobby Brazier. Well, he is cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. He is cha-cha-cha. And he's doing very, very well, from what I hear as well. Um. It's interesting. Um, I kind of because when by the end of the week we um, Jack arrives and says, right, well Theo's come round and his statement does not match yours, and that's after Freddie's disappeared. Now I feel like that is Freddie gone yeah. now until he until he finishes cha 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 charring. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing here is I think what Theo's done. I don't know, but I think what might have happened here is that Theo has removed Freddie from the events completely and has just stuck it all on Stacy. Which is how they're going to be. Which is how, and then come on, it's Wolford Police. <laughs> mm. I think they're going to be like, oh, so we don't need to interview Freddie anymore because the person who has happened to has said that it wasn't Fred, or he will say that Stacy was the one that attacked him and mm. that Fre- Freddie is sticking up for for her or something like that. You know, it's. I mean, it doesn't. In some respects, it doesn't make sense that Freddie's gone because they would still need to be questioning oh, God, yeah. him. But how far away does Little Mo live exactly? Um, I think it's Exeter. How far is that from London? That's down. That's down. Like I know it's further south. Yeah, but... quite a lot. It's quite right, a long way so... on the train. Yeah, he right, shouldn't be. So basically, it's not like he could he come be... back for questioning. Is what yeah, I mean. No, he yeah. shouldn't be. He shouldn't be there while he's on bail. Put it like that. Um, mm. but again, which again is why I think that whatever Theo has said is going to remove Freddie from their inquiries because then he's free to sort of be wherever he needs to be. And then it. I wonder how in depth the forensic evidence is going to go. Like I. I just kept thinking when they were, when she were initially going to go to his house. I thought, what if they go and examine his house and find her fibers there? And are they going to examine his car and see that she was sat in his front seat because she's got long hair? It's going to well, you know, leave a trail. Well, Stacy has managed to get herself a restraining order at last. So presumably, oh, God, yeah. so presumably, he's not going to be allowed to live next door to her anymore. No, 
no, so no, he's gonna have to go. He's not. gonna have to go off, and presumably that would also mean that he's not gonna be allowed to teach her daughter, as well. You would think, surely. You'd, yeah, you yeah, because it wouldn't it in against everyone in a family as well. Yeah, so he's not Plus gonna be allowed anywhere near. Now he's got the SP. He's, the SPA is active, so the school would surely go right, right. Yeah, yeah. Off, off you go. Off you go. Yeah. So yeah. Now, obviously, Theo is alive. So, and we're only a couple of months away from December, so he's still what in the, it, he's still he's in the running. Say, you know what he's going to have said? He's going to say that Stacey invited him in, like you were saying before. Although, yeah. I don't know how his head would be able to speak right now and know, what, know anything, let alone lie about what went on. But, oh, maybe he's going to remember it as genuinely that, well, Stacey invited me in. We mm-hmm. got a bit carried away in the kitchen, and the next thing, Freddie's come and got the complete wrong end of the mm. stick. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, there was no wrench involved. Blah, blah. I think that's probably just what he's going to say. But also, he's guilty, so he's going to not not say the same thing as them two anyway. So to me, it's kind of null. Like, surely mm. they've now got enough evidence. They've got they've got stuff from his flat, aren't they? Presumably, this shrine that's in there. So but we don't know. No, that's just that we don't know. I know, but I'm saying presumably there probably is. the shrine there probably, that's in there. Yeah, he's probably got at least six pictures of Stacy on his bedroom ceiling. You, you know, he's he's at that <laughs> level of <laughs> he's at that level of weird though. That was very that was very ladylike. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, audio. If you were to just see what the way that Reed kind of delicately went away from, Do you know, off there. I was, was trying to be polite. subtle, and now he's made a big deal. That about made a big it, deal. So about it. I might as well uh, just. So, yeah, I mean, apart from, you know, a few little niggly things that we can, you know, but other than that, I thought everything in this storyline was so strong. Like the performances were amazing. The writing was tight. The direction was fantastic. Like it was just really, really so. And I love the fact that we didn't know how big it was going to go. Like that's the or that's the sign of a good week. I just, I just couldn't fault it this week. Did not see it coming. When your heart's pounding when you're watching something, you know they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Because I honestly, it were it were next level this week. So yeah. really, I just don't really know. Good. I just uh, the my only gripe with it is that Fred is now gone. And yeah, that, uh, but this is what I mean. Happened. This this is what I mean. Mm. This is why I think that Freddie is now is not is going to be null and void in terms of the investigation. Like it's Theo yeah, will have said have that Freddie will have said that Freddie has got nothing to do with it. If he hasn't said that, then I'm but I'm with you completely. But it's but if he yeah, has said that, then the then surely it's done because they know that Freddie were involved and is admitted to it and is you no, know. But what he might no, but what, there. Yeah, but what there. he might what Theo might say is that Freddie is. Uh, sticking up for Stacey because he knows that Stacey did it and he's saying that he did it. That's the other thing that they can... But I think the... there's, surely there's enough literal forensic evidence to yeah. show that Freddie did do it. So We'll have to wait and see. It's war for mm. police. Anything is possible. They could arrest Very Patrick true. for it by the next week. You never know. You know how they work. So, mm. there we are then. Yeah, really, really, really strong. Another really, really, really strong week. It just, the show is... I feel like just... I've just relived it, talking I know. about it. I show, your heart's studying, you're sweating. It's all marvellous. Yeah. Um, Gold Star? Oh, God. I'm stuck. Do I give mm. it to Freddie or do I give it to Simon Ashdown? Do I um, mm, yeah. I'm going to give it to Freddie because we're not going to see him for a while. It's yeah. ready for me this week. Uh, and I'll, I, I mean, I love Simon Ashdown, but I feel like because we are building up the gold stars, uh, the gold yeah, stars true. may be relevant at some point before the end of the year. Just saying. Um, I'm going to give mine to Stacey. 
So Stacey and Freddie, quite rightly, uh, our golf stars this week. What a week it was. Right then, ladies and gents, final uh, part of the podcast is comments from you guys. Uh, before we get to comments, I almost forgot amongst the madness of this week. We had a big old announcement this week. We, 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 we all the way home. Uh, re, we, <laughs> we have had we, an announcement. We, we did we. Uh, we have had an announcement of a return. It was said, uh, Chris Clenshaw had said a couple of weeks ago that there are returns coming and the first one has been announced because Lauren Branning is making an explosive comeback to Walford as Jacqueline Josser is set to reprise her role in the coming months. Jacqueline was last seen on screen this June when her character travelled to France to spend some time with Peter and their son Louis, but things soon took a turn for the worse when Lauren discovered Peter was keeping a huge secret from her. His mum, Cindy, was alive. The Beals have since returned to Walford, but just what brings Lauren back to the square is yet to be revealed. Excited? You like Lauren, mm. don't you? You're a big you're a big, yeah. fan, you're a big Lauren fan. I don't know. I think I'm more a fan of Jacqueline Joser, actually. Oh, I right, don't know okay. whether... Well, well, one or the other. Either way, either way I'm, you're... I'm here for it. You're yeah. pleased. I'm pleased. I kind of I figured that Lauren was going to make a return quite soon at some point. Uh, it makes total sense. There's a she's got a lot of connections. She's got the Beals, the Foxes, the the Carters. You got and this is the thing with Lauren. I am convinced, a one hundred percent sure by this time next year we'll have Max back as well. Telling you, telling you now, Max will be back. This surely, time surely. Yeah. Because actually, there is a, I've, I've said this already, but there is a lot of, of story for Max waiting to happen. As soon as Lauren finds out about Annie, Max is going to mm-hmm. come back. Um, you've got everything. Now you've got Cindy back, for God's sake. And I've said, you know, Cindy and Max will be fire on screen together. They just match and they've got the whole Stephen thing to sort out. Sorry, didn't Jack, didn't, calling Jacqueline Joseph, didn't Lauren come back for Dot's funeral and say something about Annie already? Yeah, so. but she doesn't. She doesn't know that it's. She doesn't know that it's Max's. I don't think. I mean, look at her. Yeah, yeah, like little ginger baby running around. It's not going to take much to work out, is it? So yeah, yeah. I think I think she knows that they. I think they knows that she knows that they had an affair, but I don't think she knows yeah. that Annie is. Uh, the timing is it's Max's. Exactly. So yeah, lots to do. Exciting. It's yeah. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I am pleased because Lauren's a great character, and you sort of forget how amazing an actress Jacqueline Josser is as well. Like she's. Mm. I went back a little bit and watched a few old Lauren clips, and she is electric when she's on screen. She really is. Like Lauren's alcoholism storyline was incredible. Like she was great at that. Amazing. I mean, it was far fetched at the time how extreme it went so quickly, but she was very <laughs> good at it. She was very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very exciting. So we'll have Lauren back in the coming months. Do you think she'll be back before Christmas, or do you reckon it's going to be a next year thing? Oh, I don't know. Possibly before Christmas. The timing seems appropriate with everything with the Beals and Peter. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Mm. You think after? I think after, but then screw it. Let's throw mm. Max in as a suspect for the floor. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um, we have comments, I do believe, Ree. What is our first one, please? This is from our Instagram page from Renaissance Costume, who said, This week was a big surprise. Loved Lace's performance. It reminded me of the live episode from 2010 for some reason. Do you think EastEnders will ever do another live show? I've had ha- I've had doubts, but this year the Ooh. show has raised the bar. 
Ooh. What do you think? What rap there? That would be <laughs> my words to tell you. I'm about to drive a car soon. Someone's gonna die. Um, yeah, I think that would be really, really interesting. I we haven't had a live episode in any of the soaps for quite a while now. I think mm. the last the last live episode I think was when Corey did one for ITV's 60th anniversary. Oh yeah, which were a bit disappointing. Yeah, it's a bit crap. Uh, but. I don't know whether it's a thing with soaps anymore. They've, they've sort of done it, I feel like. Like the big mm. anniversaries, it kind of became a bit of a staple that they do a live episode and they've recently gone a little bit different with it. However, if anyone was going to do a live episode, it should be EastEnders again. Could you imagine, I know this would never happen, but if they did Christmas Day Live, how insane would that be? I'd love, in a dream world, Christmas Day Live. And would be there'd incredible. be no spoilers. There'd be no, no. spoilers. At in least. a dream world, Christmas Day Live yeah. would be incredible. Like you say, it's never going to happen in a million years, but that would. That I mean, would I know amazing. actors want to be with their families and everything, but come on, yeah, a crib. Our needs, our needs are greater. Come on, <laughs> EastEnders. Um, I mean, yeah, for the fortieth, it would be amazing. I wouldn't mind a live episode because they are, they are just naturally exciting, aren't they? And EastEnders yeah. has knocked all their live episodes out of the park. I mean, I know they've only done two, but it oh, technically. They did quite a few live things for the first year. There was like segments live, obviously um, the Olympics live stuff. That was that was amazing mm-hmm. as well. So they've got a good track record with it. I don't know if soaps really do it anymore. I think it costs a lot. And obviously the soaps aren't the mammoth thing that they once were. So I don't know whether the channels are sort of thinking it's not worth investing in that much. I don't know. I don't know. Anything is possible. I'd like to mm-hmm. see another live one, but whether we get another live one remains to be seen. But good question. Renaissance mm-hmm. costume. Interesting name. I like that. Uh, right. So next comment. Uh, we've got an email from Brandon Reed who says, hey, Robin Reed, I hope you are well. We are, Brandon. Thank you very much for asking. How are you? Uh, I just wanted to share a cool idea I had for Christmas with EastEnders. EastEnders should do some kind of online advent calendar where they do a small video every day in December leading up to Christmas. The video could start showing an EastEnders themed calendar, maybe like yours. Uh, where it zooms into each spot and instead of chocolate we are given a small hint about what will be happening on Christmas Day slash Eve ooh clues it would be such an exciting promotional idea and keep people hyped all through December not to mention it could incorporate and show multiple stories to constantly keep us guessing hope you like the idea have a great day Brandon I do like that idea that is exciting potentially I wonder whether there are 25 possible clues leading us up to Christmas <laughs> well that's for, that's for EastEnders to think of Brandon's that's given the, them the that's great their marketing problem. idea that's their problem yeah. not Brandon's yes quite right it's not our problem EastEnders that's for you to sort out Brandon's come up with an excellent promotional idea mm, there get very on good it. idea yeah I like that that would be good actually and you know what if any era was going to do the promotional thing I think EastEnders have not had really upped their prom- their promos recently haven't they it's it's it, yeah. is, it has been good oh um, do you know what I've been loving? Sorry, the um, you know the the oh god, I can't even think what it's called now. Day in the life of oh yes, Rainford's loving that. Yesterday, I'm loving yeah. those. Yeah, They're, keep those up, please. Yeah, they've done a Lacey Turner one. I think they did a Gillian Taylor yeah. one as well, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I like them. I like them. Uh, and finally, an email from Claire Adigan. Monday's episode tying together the three bad men, Tony, Graham and Theo, was so well done. Stacey speaking to baby Charlie so poignantly about good and bad men made me cry. And Stacey's later narration after she lost in court to Theo summarised the Me Too movement. She sounded utterly defeated as the bad men go mm. on with their lives, leaving victims to deal with trauma. Graham is very creepy, and he seems to set his sights on his assistants after defriending Freddy, one of the good men. EastEnders has truly raised the quality of soaps and is in a class by itself. 
Hard to argue. I mean, yeah, I don't want... Agreed. What we, yeah, I don't want what we said was sort of any of the niggles we had about this week um, to take away from what they were actually trying to do here at all. Like, it was a really sort... It was it was very well done for the most part. There was just a couple of bits where I was just like, mm, was that deliberate? I mean, it's interesting as well, because actually, if you look back over the history of soap women, I'm going back as far as, you know, the likes of Elsie Tanner, Bet Lynch, um, Mandy Jordash in Brookside, they are all... Every time you think of a strong soap woman, nine times out of ten, they are as a result of what they've had to go up and picking themselves up from male behavior. So it's kind of like a staple of the soap woman to have had to deal with a toxic man in their life at mm-hmm. some point or a man who mm-hmm. has has done something to them to kind of make them have to be stronger. So it really it was it was a it was a kind of good continuation of that this week. And EastEnders is full of those sorts of strong female characters. So yeah, it was it was lovely. And yeah, the Me Too movement wasn't lost on me either. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. I yeah. think I I hope they're going to keep building on this Stacey stuff. To be honest, and maybe make more of a point of this is what happens, and it's only when it gets to a stage where you can't do anything more, like you know yeah. the attempted rape, that mm. then they go, oh yeah, actually, yeah, we'll yeah, do that. Yeah, now, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, might have had a point. Shit's literally hit the fan now, so yeah, we'll do it. No, yeah. there's no prevention involved, is there, in these kind of scenarios? So no. I hope they keep that message going at least. It's an important message, yeah. It's, a, it's mm. you know, and, and Corrie did one of one of those recently with their acid attack storyline, where it's like, oh, it, look mm. where it's had to get. Yeah, to, very to, similar. To, very to look similar. Where, yeah. yeah, and again, like completely different stories, but like a similar message in the fact that do you want to start paying attention to what these women are actually it, saying, please? Like, you they know. were kind of different stories, but there were a lot of similarities in it, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But, yeah. So, yeah, some really, really, really strong, thought-provoking stuff this week. Um, again, like Claire says, the show's just on another level. You kind of there's, you run out of ways to say it at the moment, which is mm-hmm. just the best way it could possibly be. Amazing. Um, if you'd like your email read or you have anything to say to us or any questions, any comments, any feedback, you can do the following. You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. You can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. You can email us at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash E20 After Dark. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Ree. I hope you sleep well tonight. Thanks, Rob. Same, same to you. With the, oh, you wait. Next time you see us, we'll be refreshed. We'll be different human beings. We'll just rejuvenated. Mm. Like, we'll be like Pokemon. We'll have evolved. We'll, all, we'll just look fabulous. Uh, right. So <laughs> uh, we should be back same time next week. Uh, and let's hope, I, well, we know it'll be another great week of Albert Square because that's, my friends, is the Cleaners era. Uh, until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye. Bye.